This recording is from Fintech Nexus USA, formerly known as London Fintech USA, held at the Javits Center in New York City on May 25th to 26, 2022. It's from the track Credit and Underwriting, AI, More Data, and Better Tools, sponsored by Trust Science, and is titled How Payroll APIs Are Helping Lenders Meet the Credit Needs of the Underserved. Speaking on the session are Curtis Lynn from Pinwheel, Chris DeMarco from Perpay, with moderator Rahul Kishore from Code 2 Management. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Uh, glad that you can join us. I want to give you a brief introduction to myself, and I hand it over to Kurt and Chris. Uh, my name is Rahul Kishore. I'm the senior partner who leads fintech investing for Code 2 across public and private markets. You know, we've been investing in the space for the past uh, six or seven years. And, you know, I think at its heart, it's probably the reason that many folks in the room are interested in, in lending at its core, which is that it's one of those enormous TAMs measured in the trillions, but more importantly, there's a large percentage of people who simply don't act, get access to credit, right? You know, something like two-thirds of people are not really financially healthy. You know, credit card companies are really only approving about 30 to 40% of their applicants, so the vast majority of people are really turned away for credit. And even more so, you know, we're doing the same thing that our parents and their parents' parents' generation was doing as it comes to underwriting, and there's clearly a lot that we can get better there. Um, you know, we've seen real innovations in the space, things like buy now, pay later, things like earned wage access. We'll certainly talk about some of that today uh, with the folks we got on the panel. But, you know, with that, let me hand it over to Kurt and Chris uh, to give them a little background on themselves. Thanks, Rahul. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone. Uh, I'm Kurt. I am the co-founder and CEO of Pinwheel. We provide an API that makes it really easy to access uh, income and employment information. Uh, and we make sure that access is available to banks, lenders, fintechs, those who need that information to build the future products of the financial system. Uh, very grateful and lucky that uh, Rahul and team at Co2 have uh, been supporters of us uh, since our Series A and excited to continue to grow alongside them. And I'll pass it off to Chris. Hi, thank you. Uh, Chris DeMarco. I founded uh, Perpay in 2016 with the premise of uh, providing access to credit to people with limited or no access. Um, we do that using payroll direct deposit as a repayment mechanism on our marketplace. Um, I met Kurt two years ago, like almost to the day in the middle of the pandemic. And uh, Kurt was building an API. We were doing it the old fashioned way, very manually. And it was like love at first sight on Zoom. I could help his business with the 12,000 employers that we had already worked with manually. And he was going to automate that. So I thought it would be a great relationship. And I think that's what got us here today. Amazing. Well, clearly data seems to be at the heart of this, right? And people have been thinking about income verification, things like that for a while, but never really in a real-time way. Help me understand how getting access to the data itself in a real-time manner changes what people can build. And maybe start with Kurt, and Chris, obviously, you're building with it, so we'd be curious to hear from both of you on this one. Great question, Rahul. So when you really think about uh, lending in the most simplest form, there's always really two questions you want to ask uh, about the consumer. One is, what is their willingness to pay? And then two, what is their ability to pay? Uh, as most folks here know, a FICO score is the best proxy we have thus far for willingness to pay. Frankly, I think it's terrible, but it's better than nothing. Um, but this question about ability to pay has long kind of been this really wide open gap that has never really been solved before, right? Like people are submitting pay, pay stubs and W-2s, which are many of you, uh, when interest rates were much lower, not now, but a few months back, uh, hopefully either bought a home or refinanced the home. And I'm willing to bet that the majority of you 
still had to get paper pay stubs, W-2s, give it to your broker. And that's because no one has actually built the pipes and the, uh, the system to connect where that information sits, which is in payroll systems and gig platforms, wherever that information um, actually resides with the banks and the lenders and fintechs that need them. And so the first thing to bridge is just how do we make sure we have all the information around how much money someone actually makes? And then two, how can we then take that to the next level and say, it's one thing to have visibility into like a pay stub, which is kind of a historical artifact. If you can have ongoing visibility and that real-time monitoring of someone's payroll or income account, what else can you do with it, right? Like, And there's a lot of really interesting things that we'll go into, one of which is earn wage access, right? Like, If I can see that someone is working their shifts day of, and I can basically de-risk advancing them their pay for that day because I have that visibility already, and it's a completely different approach to doing it in the way that you've seen it before. So uh, we're really excited about having that real-time connectivity be the focal point of our platform and what we can do with lending with that in the future. And I'll pass it to Chris if you anything else to add. Yeah, that's great. Um, I can't agree 100% with the FICO statement. I think Experian and Equifax and TransUnion are my partners. But uh, I can say that I think they do a really good job for prime customers because there's a lot of data out there. And for subprime customers, which is our user base, there's not a lot of data, so therefore they're not able to score them properly. And then you have non, you know, the traditional products that are out there that are aligned with that scoring, but not necessarily on that um, ability to pay, pay back that you mentioned. Um, so what we do is we do an income, you know, uh, based underwriting method that basically we did actually look early days at a pay stub and assess, okay, this person looks like they're credit worthy, they're going to pay back, or they they may they have net income, and we would assess a spending limit somewhere around five to ten percent, something that was healthy. And then what we did is we required that payroll direct deposit payment stream to come in, and then that would, you know, create a good, healthy, you know, behavior. And then the secret, what we ended up finding out is that this 500 credit score um, customer of ours was performing like a 700 credit score on our platform. So that allowed us to be able to price them like a 700, unlike everything else that's in their wallet. So that's basically the, the impact. Very interesting. And one thing I wanted to just digging a little deeper is this idea of earned wage access. It's one of those near and dear to my heart type of problems. You know, your average consumer is dealing with some of the hardest cash flow equation in, in their heads. They got to figure out when they're getting their money, when they're spending it. If they just got paid all the time, life would be a lot easier for a lot of people. Uh, what's new on that front? What can people do uh, you know, with Pinwheel that maybe makes true earned wage access possible? Great question. So I think to start, it's good to understand what has already existed, right? And so uh, there's kind of three different forms, uh, and there's kind of two that have historically uh, been around for a while, and then there's a third one that we're really excited to announce. So the first form is what you see with folks like a daily pay or a pay active, which is I go to an employer and I say, hey, Walmart, uh, give me all the data on your employees, and then I'll be able to give them uh, their wages uh, at a... At either day of or at a much more frequent basis. And the way that they can do that is obviously because they've sold to the HR team this idea that they can either increase employee retention or engagement. But the issue with that approach is that it's impossible to get to real scale, right? Like you have to go door by door selling to HR teams. And I will tell you from firsthand experience, selling to HR teams is a hell of a journey and I do not recommend it. So that's one approach. Another approach is 
Uh, a D2C one, like you can see with an Earning, for example, where you uh, get all this different information that you can, and then you're doing your best to figure out what is actually going on, right? Has this person actually worked their eight hours at their shift? And you know how comfortable are we actually advancing them uh, a full paycheck worth, or at least a partial part of their partial part of their paycheck, right? It's an imperfect system that you're kind of just trying to get as much data as you can and then guessing. Um, what Pinwheel has recently built and is bringing the market and we're really excited to announce uh, is that we, for the first time, have actually built pipes and we have actual source data from 20, 21 of the largest time and attendance platforms where we actually know uh, with 100% certainty that Kurt has actually clocked in and clocked out today at a shift at Chipotle. We also know that he's still employed in real time, so there's not a, a risk of them trying to commit fraud and get a paycheck that they don't actually uh, are going to get. And then thirdly, we also have access to the direct deposit. So you put those three things together, and now you have earn wage access as a feature in the truly de-risked uh, form that everyone has kind of wanted to have, we are finally able to do that. So we're really excited to offer what we call true earned wage access as a feature for anyone in the fintech ecosystem and beyond. That's really exciting. On, in my uh, Uber on the way here, my driver was literally talking about cashing out multiple times a day so that he could cover his expenses. So clearly this product is going to change lives for a lot of people. Uh, Chris, you're kind of solving the other side of this problem, which is that people want to make purchases you know, in their day-to-day -day lives. They can afford it, but again, they need to line it up with their paychecks. Help us understand like, what using you know, this new data has enabled for you, but also like, how it can change consumer behavior. Like, what are you seeing with these users as they get access to your product? Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, well, I think the biggest uh, improvement is credit building. When we started we were solving that $500 hint pack, that stress point. So if you think about it, if you put yourself in the shoes of, a, of our customer, they live every day worried about a $500 unexpected expense. So we were able to level out that expense using a, you know, a direct deposit payment over time, almost like a buy now, pay later. Um, but the output was the, the credit building. And with us, we learned that when they, the number one reason why people joined PerPay was that we didn't pull credit. And after we had some traction, we surveyed our customers and the first thing that they would ask for is, can you report our credit? So we had this like almost dilemma of our lifetime value is gonna be limited by our acquisition value. So what we, we worked really hard to get a trade line with, with Experian and started testing out, okay, we have this great behavior. We know our secret is this 500 is being labeled inappropriately, at least if you play by our rules. And then what we learned was slowly we took our best customers, started testing out, would you like us to report? They say yes. And then what we found was an immediate bump in their credit. And now today, I think about 85% of customers that sign up for ProPay automatically opt into that you know, credit building. It's really interesting. So I guess it leads to this question, which is how fair is Isaac? And like, you know, obviously at the beginning, people don't want their credit pulled because they may not be very good, but they're still good credits and they want a way to make that score better. So where do you think, you know, both for both Kurt and Chris, how do you think this data is going to end up being used in the, in the long run? Are we going to pull FICO for the first time for every consumer? Are we going to take a totally different approach to like kind of initial underwriting, but scores are still going to be part of the equation? How do you see this future over this next five or seven years? 
So this data point may be slightly old. I think it's from 2018 or 2019, but uh, 56% of Americans either have no credit score or a bad credit score. And so for the majority of Americans, uh, they can't access affordable credit, even though, as Chris mentioned, there's a lot of folks there who are you know, teachers or nurses who have had the same job for four or five years who will actually perform much closer to a 700. They just need to be given the opportunity to do so. And so the question here really is, how do we use this data that we have, put it into the hands of the banks, the lenders, the fintechs who can actually make better decisions with it and really give them a holistic view of someone's income? And it I think that is where you start to see some really exciting things because do you really even need to pull FICO if you can see that they have had stable employment for the past four or five years, that there's no volatility there? Uh, or if someone's a gig worker, you can see that their uh, Uber patterns or their DoorDash uh, dash patterns, what have you, are all incredibly consistent. The, the, the short answer there is if you have enough data and a long enough timeline, the answer should be no, right? You should have enough confidence to actually lend to that person. And then better yet, with real-time visibility, you can also do something like say, hey, we're not entirely sure, so we'll issue them a revolving credit line at a lower amount. Let's continue to monitor them. And as they continue to perform and their income never changes, then we can dynamically adjust it in real time, right? And so there's so many things that you can really do if you have that real-time visibility into that data. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. One of the interesting parts about our um, kind of like output, which is you have a lot of customers that come on and they get approved at, on per pay at about 85%. You pretty much have to just connect your paycheck, connect your payroll using pay pinwheel and have no huge red flags. And you fill out that application, we're going to approve you to a spending limit that's healthy to your income. And what we found that the same user, when you pull like anonymous data down from what they're, they're traditional products they're using, there, there's no way that a 550 credit score or 510 credit score is getting approved by these traditional products at any higher than even 5%. So in fact, just changing behavior has now had the impact where it's almost inverted the approval rates for a user base that has been deemed kind of like cast aside, you know, to, to this point. Yeah, for sure. And as an investor, it's always exciting to hear that, you know, you're doubling or tripling the TAM, right? That sort of currently exists uh, by vastly improving approval rates, right? It's like one of the easiest ways to change the size of the opportunity. One thing to add to that is it's not just improving repayment rate for us, which is excellent because of Pinwheel, but what we've been able to do is, and, and, and traditionally, we wouldn't ship a product until we got that first payment. So manually, we would say, here, set up your direct deposit, and they would go and do it. But a payroll cycle might take two weeks, or if you're monthly, it take a month sometimes. And in this Amazon world of like, you think about something and it shows up at your house later that day, that caused a little bit of a frictional di dilemma. But with, pay with Pinwheel, one of the products is now allowing us to get that, that API call and say, they're set up. So then we can overlap that under our underwriting algorithms and then be able to release orders. And as of like yesterday, I think we're up to 50% of first-time borrowers are shipping as soon as they get, we get the signal, well not a signal, we get the signal and then we process their order right into, a, into the shipment. So it's really impacting speed. I would, uh, just to add to that, so, sorry. <laughs> we're on an agenda here, we're, we're taking we're, you off path. We got this now. <laughs> uh, so the thing, that, that gets me really excited is 
when you think about all the implications for underwriting, if you have a consumer who doesn't have a great FICO score, you basically have to rethink entirely how you price their risk. And you can go down a really complicated rabbit hole of building robust algorithms, which I do think is ultimately where you want to be if you want to make sure that you're servicing the customer and the business as effectively as possible. But there's some very easy first order things you can do just to take like that first step, right? Um, things like being able to say, well, if I have visibility into someone's direct deposit so I can see that they're going to get paid every two weeks and I know how much they're going to get paid. What is stopping me from offering them a revolving credit line that is like 10% or 20% of that paycheck every month, right? And that's something that doesn't actually require sophisticated underwriting to at least be able to consider. And then if you are a lender and you are kind of nervous to, to kind of bet the farm on this, just add it as a second look, right? Like for everyone who you're going to initially reject, just have them go into this flow. If they connect their accounts and maintain the visibility, now you have much more certainty that this person is going to be a, a worthwhile borrower or have them connect their paychecks and you can um, take the payment directly from their direct deposit, which as Chris has mentioned, significantly increases repayment rates, right? So there's a lot of ways that you can kind of just like put your foot in the water, get warm and just start to really see the benefit of having access to this payroll account and the paychecks accordingly. Yeah, for sure. Now, this shows like if, when the data is good, man, it is really good. But getting that data is not so easy, right? These payroll companies, I mean, they kind of know this is a really powerful source of information. For underwriting, they're not exactly set up naturally to share this data easily. You've made that better. You know, how far are we really? And, you know, how, you know is this something that can get 10x better even from here? Yeah, so I think one of the things I'm a big believer in is aligned uh, incentives and aligned ecosystems. So uh, I think many folks know this. Folks like ADP, Paychex, uh, UltiPro, et cetera, they've already been selling their data to Equifax for years, right? So the precedent is already there. And the benefit to these folks is ADP is not going to spend their time integrating with every single bank, lender, fintech. And at the same time, uh, every bank, lender, fintech is not going to want to integrate with ADP and the thousands of other payroll systems. And so at kind of base value, what we can do at Pinwheel is provide that connectivity layer so that we aggregate both supply and demand and make it really easy for them to just pass data to, to one another. Um, and if you do so in a way where everyone benefits from the equation, um, then it really isn't hard to see a world where not only is the data being connected in a reliable and seamless way, but on top of that, you actually have the ADPs of the world actually wanting to help you increase the quality of the data, expand what data is being currently pulled, right? Like there's all this stuff around, well, what benefits does this person have? Or how much is this person paying in taxes? Or uh, like what kind of other, you know, 401k contributions are they making? These are all really valuable data points that can be used to further better understand that consumer. And so we're excited to partner with them and all the other folks in the ecosystem to continue to invest in making sure this data is readily available to the consumer for their benefit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And maybe last question is, as you sort of think about, you know, where we start, which is in lending, but where else could this go? How else do you think people might use this data even beyond just offering credit to probably more consumers than today? Yeah, so I can go on and if you want to add anything, Chris, feel free. Uh, I think one of the other things that we get really excited about is because we are a platform that allows folks to build on top of, on a weekly basis, we see new use cases come in, and some of them are, are really exciting. Um, I think one thing that we're really bullish on is around this space uh, uh, on taxes, right? Uh, what we see is 
if you think about what a W-2 is, it's basically just like a summary of all of your earnings across the year, or basically it's just adding up all the paychecks that you got from Jan 1 to December 31, right? Well, if we have the recurring visibility that we do, we can start to see pay stubs come in every two weeks. By the time you get to the middle of the year, you can start to make some assumptions around, you can build a predictive index on, well, how much are they gonna make uh, at the end of the year? And can you start to do things like advance someone their tax refund six months ahead of time, especially if they're in need of liquidity? Can you create a button that just says, you know, file my taxes and we've been aggregating data across the year so that it takes all the pain out of having to do it yourself. There's all these really interesting use cases uh, that can be enabled with this type of connectivity. So we're excited for that and a lot of the other things that, um, frankly, we don't even know about yet that I'm sure customers will bring to us in due time. For sure. Chris, any last thoughts? No, I think that uh, Kurt summed that up pretty well there. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Amazing. Well, it was great to do this with you both. You're obviously growing incredibly quickly and Glad to be partners with uh, both companies. Have a great one. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you. Thank you, everyone.